Hi, I'm Karan. And I'm Jason. And, and we're, we're the Bradshaws. Bradshaws. Welcome to Blended in Black and White. We're here to share and discuss our personal perspective on life from the point of view of a mixed and blended family. Topics ranging from faith to kids, race and politics, and babies. And along the way, we'll share our personal walk as well, keeping it real. Hope, Hope you, you enjoy. enjoy. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, as always, we want to welcome you in. And uh, we are blessed and grateful for all of you listening. How are you doing today, babe? I'm doing okay. That's I'm good. I'm excited to be here <laughs> with Karina attached to my hip. Say as hi, Karina. Usual. So Karina is our just recently 11 month old. Yay. We are, uh, we've also got a couple teenage boys and, um, yeah, our story is an interesting one, which we'll get more into, I'm sure as we go along. Yeah, but we actually live, we live in... Uh, Georgia, and we actually felt God tell us that it was a move for us to um, come down here. And so in that light, we have been looking for churches and just looking for, you know, community connections. And um, we've been going to uh, this church called Bethlehem Church and um not really thinking that that was for us but thinking that we had some other options um and so the new change church option opened up for us and today they had their new first new it is a new church in in Georgia but they had their first service in their new building here in Atlanta. How did that make you feel, Jason? For me, it was exciting. Um, you know, I feel like even though, as you mentioned, uh, the, Beth the Bethlehem Church where we've been going um, felt welcoming and um, a lot of, you know, nice people that we met there. It didn't really feel home yet. And um you know, there's another church here in Atlanta that we had some connections with. We um, actually moved here from Indianapolis, and we went to Heartland Church there. Um, as you can see right away, you know, church and faith is a big part of um, us and what we do. And so, as Coran alluded to, uh, we moved here, and Live Atlanta was a place that we had connected with previously from Heartland Church. Um, mm -hmm. The pastors there <coughs> actually were helped plant <laughs> Live Atlanta. But just for whatever reason, um, we never got connected. Uh, I, I actually, over the summer, I did a, served a day with them. Awesome people, but um, the church was pretty far away from where we're at. And so, with family, yeah, with, with getting everybody there, and, and they had some troubles. Um, just for one reason or another, we weren't able to connect or get started yeah. going there. And so, a couple weeks back, we knew that Change Church was coming. 
Um, we didn't know if it was going to be far like yeah. live as well. We kind of expected them to be like all the way in Atlanta, to be honest. And um, um, it just so happened that it was in an area where actually I had just been working, like literally right down the street. So, and, you know, just felt natural today. I mean, we've watched the pastor for years now. years, um, yeah. And so felt a connection there, of course. But uh, it's interesting when you see it in person and, uh, you know, certainly the service was great. The, uh, the worship service was great. Um, but what was really interesting to me is wanting to hang out after and just shake the pastor's hand, say hello, and just kind of the way um, that people are, the way that you know, they kind of are treated as a pastor being almost a celebrity. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's, I don't know. So that's our topic today is like pastors, human or God. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> hey, Pastor D, Pastor Darius Daniels, if you hear this ever, we love you like we Absolutely. told you today. Uh, we definitely respect you and your wife, and we think that you guys are really doing God's will. But people, I don't know. And, you know, I mean, maybe we need to look more into what the Bible says about, you know, holding your pastor in high esteem. Like, is that something that we can find in the Bible? And maybe, like, hmm. listeners, like, if y'all hear anything, like, y'all can tell us. Like, because for me, it was giving me, like, a, a honk for Jesus type of feel. Like, I should have never you gonna watched have that to, movie. Yeah, you're going to have to explain <laughs> what that is to, to people that maybe oh haven't. Oh, my gosh. So there's this movie called Honk for Jesus, right? And so this pastor, he has this huge mega church in the film. And his, him and his wife, like, they're going through, like, a grand reopening of their church. And it's kind of like a parody kind of movie, right? Yeah, it's a parody, but it's, like, really scary because it, oh, my gosh. I've worked at mega churches, not, like, internally, but served. I've served at mega church in Indianapolis area. You know the mega church there, Eastern Star. And I just never, I mean... When I think back, um, you know, people really do hold their pastors to like high esteem and they, I don't know, they feel like they're the gatekeepers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a celebrity thing, you know, and I'm just watching people and actually had some conversation with a gentleman in line and a couple other folks kind of waiting to get a chance to say hello. And... I'm just thinking to myself that everyone here is, it's almost like they're looking to get something more from the pastor, like whether it be a photo or an autograph or I don't know, an additional blessing or prayer on top of (laughs) what he's already done, you know, and I'm just thinking to myself that it has to be so taxing. I mean, uh, sure. There, there's so much fulfillment, that they get obviously uh the financial aspect of it um is is which was scary uh, something like, to discuss too that i think that's the biggest part because coming from where m- i think me and jason both come from we come from modest 
Like, and I don't know why we have to think this way, especially people in the church. We have to think of, oh, I'm a modest, humble pastor and I don't want anything from anybody. And, but I'm supposed to give all my time to this church, to the people of the church, to praying for the sick, to giving to the poor and the hungry, to, you know, volunteering to whatever you need. If you're sick or dying in the hospital, I'm supposed to pray over you. If you're getting married, I'm supposed to do your wedding, but I'm never supposed to get anything back. And like, I feel like there is, there has to be some kind of balance, right? Where, okay, if this is their daytime job, then okay. Like, yeah, we should pay them. Yeah. They're allowed to, right. It's a balance and it's where their heart is. And that's for you as a individual to discern. That's why you know, you pick the church that you want to go to mm-hmm. and you feel connected to. Yeah. Um, are there fake pastors and only out there to make money? Oh Absolutely. Yeah. There's like that in just like any industry. Yeah. It's probably more sad and does more damage to the society and our culture than any other uh, profession uh, because it gives all of the ones that are legitimate and us as Christians, it really gives us all a bad name and a bad rap because um, they're just overly, um, I guess, fake. But again, you know, I, I think that um, Pastor D and his wife are certainly genuine, not like the movie that Corinne oh was referring to. And I didn't finish explaining. Oh, like, yeah. So for Honk for Jesus, just real quick. The movie, like I said, it's based on a story where the pastor and his wife are doing a grand reopening because he just came from a scandal where he had touched a boy or tried to molest a boy or molested him. I don't know. And so there's all of these. I didn't even get that far. I didn't know that. There's all of these different um, symbols and um, um, underlying stories and meanings like in the that's movie. right. That's right, sissy. And so the sad part is, is that that when these people were re- doing their grand reopening, like they had these wardrobes of like Gucci and Prada and like Louis Vuitton, like they showed their whole, uh, <laughs> they showed their whole wardrobe as being a pastor. Oh yeah, I did see that. And it was like the entire, <laughs> oh it was like a house full of these. And it was in the church though. Uh-huh. That was the weird part. It well, was like think, their closet at church. I think what made you think of that is that what, you know, the, our kids, the pastor, our they kids brought it, it up. That it's a couple of members of, you know, the crew and, um, that the they were wearing wife. super nice. Yeah. So that's what I say. It's like, you know what? Um, it is okay. I mean, the, the part of the actual lesson today was talking about reaching your fulfillment. And, you know, Jesus talks a lot about money and finances. And so the, it's where your heart is. You know, it's it is. You're, we- if you're giving back and if you are earning um, and you're doing what is asked of you, uh, and you try your best to help others when you have the opportunity to. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable and having things that you want. Um, and again, it's just I'm not going to begrudge somebody for being well nice. off or yeah, wanting to look nice exactly. or 
wanting to set up their family for yeah. the future. I mean, I think that's he a just responsibility. Paid off his parents, all their bills. Right. He like paid off everything for Christmas. I think. So we can be so judgmental. Yeah. I think by just seeing them, and I, it came to my mind because. If I wasn't a Christian and if I didn't know Pastor Darius Daniels, if I didn't know the words that he shares and or like, look, the time he he said, I'm going to stand down here and shake everybody's hand. He could have left after he preached and said, no, absolutely. He was down there. I mean, we waited probably 20 minutes, I would say. And um, they were still there for a little bit after we left, I'm sure. And who knows what else they had to do. And that's the backside of the blessing that they talk about. So. As I'm waiting there, kind of getting back to what we were talking about before, um, waiting there to just say hi or hello, you know, everybody again, it's like everybody wants something from him. And I, and I often think about leaders and Karan and I have had this chat that when you're in a leadership role, oftentimes you're the one always giving out the energy, giving out the love, in his case, the blessing. Um, and it's pretty rare that somebody kind of feeds back into you and that's, we've had frustrations with that in our lives, um, with friends and family and loved ones. And we've had those conversations, you know, a lot of times people just assume you're good because you're in the position that you're in. Um, and that's okay. It looks like, yeah, it just looks that way. Um, so for me, I just wanted to you know, congratulate them and, and tell them thank you for what they do and Koran, let them know that we're there to support them because I, I'm just thinking how many people that realistically did that or, th- or they just wanted to meet a celebrity, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I wanted to meet a celebrity and I wanted <laughs> to take pictures with them today too. Uh, <laughs> but, um, at the end of the day, they're still, you know, they're still people and, uh, what he does is a lot of good, um, brings a lot of inspiration and information and, you know, really helps a lot of people. So you just think about somebody like that. And I mean, the whole time I'm thinking, man, they got to be exhausted at this point. Oh, I'm sure. And this was a second they service. Yeah, they did They've been services. working hard to get this going. And so it's a human, you know, that's a thing that for us to think about as humans that people that we look up to and we admire, there's always a backside of it. You know, you may say, um, oh, I want to, yeah, I want to have all this, but there's the stuff that comes with it. There's a backside to it. And that's the giving of yourself. And I'm sure that they pray daily for the Lord to give them energy and fill them up to be able to do that. I think that is a good perspective to see because especially with our children who saw all the Gucci and all the name brands today and, um, you know, all the high end whatever's right. Um, and then on the way home, we talked to our kids about, well, you know, he didn't get all that from church. So I'm going to tell him pastor D like, if you listen to this, He writes books and he speaks at events and, you know, he's a mentor to people. So he has tons of businesses outside of pastoring. As he's talked about, and not just him, I know we're talking about him because that's where we're at today, but um, 
you know, he's doing from all accounts what God has asked and told him to do. And that's a testament to if you do that, how you can be blessed. Exactly. um, And live a blessed life. Right. Really. And that should be the goal. So part of that is finances. But again, there's a backside to that. Sacrifices that you have to make for all that stuff. And so that's what we were explaining to our kids because we have, you know, people, our sons who want to be at athletes or you know musicians and so with that there comes another part of sacrifice and we were talking about um selfishness at home Mm -hmm. because you know teenagers are selfish and so um how they need to be giving of their time time is the most valuable thing that we have on this earth we don't get we don't get more of it (laughs) <laughs> nope, you can't buy it. <laughs> and so I was telling the kids that, um, yeah. you know, people want their time. People want to, time. especially if they're a fan of yours, if they've heard you speak or if they've seen you play ball or, you know, they've seen you do something. You People want to meet you. They want to shake your hand. They want to hear a word from you. They want to know how you did it. That's the thing. They want to know how you did it and how you're still standing here with a smile and you're still successful, even through all of your adversity. And it's God. I mean, it for for us anyway. You know, we're not anybody. Um, and I, I'm I'm pretty confident that um, in meeting him and just listening to him for a long time. You know, he's he's a genuine person, and mm-hmm. that. You know, I brought up the point. I'm sure that when he started out on this mission that he had, yeah, first started preaching, he didn't. He didn't know was take him to yeah, this, this I'm height. I'm sure he wasn't looking for. Oh, I want to be somebody that you know everybody wants to meet. I want to be a celebrity. No, like especially you if you are introvert. Yeah, you don't think <laughs> about it that way. You just are trying to do what um, you feel like you're called to do, and. You get the blessings, yes, but on the backside of it uh, is the sacrifice, the time, the finances, the, the burdens, studying, the, the, the going through like years and years of challenge yeah. um, to mold you. And all of it, if you have the right perspective, um, can put you in the path to being where you're supposed to be. Uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, I think it's not on us to judge. You know, we ask for discernment and wisdom. And if you feel like somebody is not genuine uh, that's at a church, then obviously that's not somewhere you want to be, right. you know? Yeah. So all in all, we do want to be going to this church, okay? Trying and to join up. We're mm-hmm. trying to join um, and become members. And we're excited to we're excited to be serving at this church. And, um, because, you know, this was a big part of our prayer when we left Indianapolis was that we actually talked about it. We said, you know, if Darius Daniels comes to the Atlanta metro area, then if God put us close to his church, that, you know, if that be the place for us that we know. Yeah, and and you I know, didn't know you was from here. So I feel like it's coming together. It's taking some time, but the timing yeah. is right. Like, it's interesting yeah. that. I just got to the point in my job where I'm actually able to have Sundays off. This is literally the first one, right? 
that, I mean, I've had them off here and there, but to the point where I can actually be off pretty much every Sunday now. Um, and we've been here since July. And before that, it was kind of, yeah, before that, it was kind of hit or miss. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. Just God's got his own timing. Um, you know, and we really appreciate you tuning in, listening to the, the first episode. Um, we have a whole lot more to come. I'm sure we'll be on social media and such. And uh, I guess we didn't even mention, you know, the title of our podcast, Blended in Black and White. Um, I'm actually white. And, and I'm not black. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not. My color of my skin is brown. Right. I'm offended by Americans calling us black. But um, that's, that's another, another topic. Top, yeah. um, but we yes, have, uh, I could be African-American, Negroid, whatever, whatever. You know, like I'm. But are you African, though? I'm from America. Right. So, we you have know. a mixed 11 month old. Uh-huh. I have a mixed 16 year old. Uh-huh. And uh, technically, J.D. is also yeah. a mixed 15 year old. So, yeah, that's our family. We've got a dog. Mm-hmm. He's crazy as well. Yeah, he's black, though. Yeah, he Literally. is black, and his <laughs> name is Blackie, like Mrs. Tab's doggy. Yeah. Hi, Miss Tab. Hey, if Tab. You're in. <laughs> that's our daughter's favorite show, yeah. Tab Time. Anyway, uh, so we're just going to try to have some fun, keep it real, talk about some serious stuff, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people. It's all love. And we want to just share life and hopefully we can give you some kind of pointers to help you get through. Thank you so much for tuning in. All right. Peace and come back next time. Talk to you later. Bye bye.